click live. Let me see if it's fading through. Yeah, but we are live now. So okay, um, fine. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Put a watch party in your group. So all your all your loyal supporters will be watching as will be watching as well. So um, right live with but, a G. But we will um, we will wait a few people to come to come on. So what have you done? What did you do? Were you um, locked down? That obviously you're at home, um, working on your business, planning your business. Yeah. Planning how to planning how to grow it. Yeah, with the help of Royston, we've done really well to um, kind of roll out. We had three pivot plans throughout the whole lockdown. So as soon as it was announced, we had like pivot plan 1.0 and then we'd get that a few weeks and then pivot plan 2.0 just to, um, yeah, it, it, it was, I guess it didn't really affect us. We, it, it did affect us a lot, but operationally it didn't affect us too much because we were already set up quite well for remote working for our agents are all remote. Our office team had the tech to be remote, but they were just all in the office. Um, but now we're still at home, probably won't open the office for a long time. And even when I do, I've already agreed with the team that Monday and Fridays will be in the office and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, everyone will be at home. Yeah. And I've just had that have... done. Where is it? I've got, literally behind those doors is the new home office that I can't wait to get in. It's been finished for about a week, but the electrician ain't come yet. He's coming Monday to juice it up. So I thought that was a swimming pool. <laughs> that's, that's the kids' paddling pool. See, in those doors there. Well, yeah, no, I thought I thought that was a swimming pool in there with like a sauna. My ass ain't uh, Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, look, Perry, thanks very much for joining today. Really grateful for your time. Um, you've got so many fans out there, which is fantastic. So when I asked who would they like to say, um, see, it's like Perry, get him on. He's always fans. good. It sounds like I'm Justin Bieber or something. <laughs> you got the you got the looks as well, and the boy band as well. Are you a believer? So, I'm a who? Never heard of him. I don't even know who Justin Bieber <laughs> is. Bieber is, but I'm sure I'm sure he's good. So, um, for those people that don't know who you are, um, I know you're on a mission to improve a state agency, one move at a time. And there you go, your biggest fans already on Lisa Curran. Oh, Love you, Perry. Uh, Thanks, Lisa. I'm going to remember that. There's like two of us on this, not just one. Perry? Is this the lunchtime learning to Perry or Stephen? <laughs> no, Perry, obviously. Got nothing to do with me. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Um, Please, you're looking forward to it. So thanks. So you're on a mission to improve a state agency one move at a time. So um, just share your story because, you know, I know your story. I'm sure I know Lisa knows your story, Michael knows your story and James, but it's going to go out to a few few more people. Um, so for those people that live in the cave and don't know who you are and how you got a into agency, um, you'd be kind enough to share your journey. Hi, James Dawson, up the Spurs. <laughs> so I'll keep it really short. So... At the age of 12, I was fortunate enough to know that I was going to be an estate agent. So now I'm just you know, it's mad, isn't it? As you do. My son's 11, and I was like, you've got a year to decide what you want to do. <laughs> and, um, yes, I was 12, knew I wanted to do it because my mum had a really bad experience, single mum, blah, blah, blah. Went into full, left school, 
was working in an agency on Saturdays like, as a 15-year-old, went full-time at 16, um, all with a goal. My mum's got a business card that, she, that I made when I was 12 called Powers Estate Agent Surveyors and Valuers. Um, we haven't quite got the surveying arm yet. And <laughs> yeah, so I knew what I wanted to do, always with the view of having my own estate agency because my, because my family, my dad had his own roofing business before he pissed up the wall, bless him. My mum has always had her own businesses. So I knew I'd want to run an agency. Um, then I started one. It was all good for a year or two. And then I realised you actually need to be a business owner to run a business. Um, so then I nearly went under, took some good help. And now Power Spoke is nicely growing organically. Um, and at the same time, you see, my, my, I want to improve the industry because I think agents get a bad rap. And we are proper professionals. Um, but my main goal, I guess, is to enable more people to move on to the next chapter of their life. And that's interesting because Royston coaxed it out of me because it's not just about Mr. and Mrs. Smith moving from a two-bed to a three-bed or a three-bed to a four-bed. It equally is about agents that want to get onto their next level as well or their next chapter, whatever that might be. Um, and that's where the kind of training bits come along. I was coaching and training our own agents. I was getting quite a few people wanting to jump on that training as well and I just thought, great, jump on it. Brilliant. So what have you done to add value to make a difference? So one of the things I love is that you've got a um, Facebook group to help consumers where you, you know, you're totally adding value. You're helping them. They're not presumably they're not your customers. They may be one day but this is what agency is about for me adding value, making a difference. Um, hi, Eddie, thanks for joining us. Um, so why did you start that that Facebook group for consumers and, and what sort of response have you had? So something I learned early in my career from the awesome um, John McGrath, who you've had on, who's my like, he's my David Beckham. So talk about Spurs, like I don't follow football, I've got two left feet and, um, but, when I was younger, like he was the North Star. So he was like McGrath's and John McGrath and the Australian model was just way, way better than the American model, in my opinion. And so, and they always used to talk about kind of um, treat everyone like your client before they become your client. And guess what? They become your client. So um, we started quite early at Power Spoke. When I first started it, it was very content driven, advice videos. There's my very first video on YouTube and it's really interesting to watch it back. But it was good advice back then. It's still relevant now. Um, so, yeah, give the advice first and foremost. We've, cr we've got, like, seller online courses that are free to join, like the A to Z on how to sell your house for a premium price. Um, we've got the Facebook group, um, the property advice community, which seems to be it gets spammed to hell. I can't believe the amount of people think that, that marketing is just reposting a post in a group. Um, but, yeah, it's given that value. And then you get your phone ringing saying, I kind of made the decision very early on. And it's my advice to all agents that are on my course in that um, social media is such a big, there's such an amount of things that you could be doing that I made a decision always to any advice, I, any lives or advice I put out, it's always around strategic strategies for selling your house. So I don't do the selfies outside of houses. You've never seen me do one of those because it's just something I decide that's not what I use social for. Um, we'll do videos, but they'll be done by a video company. 
Um, so yeah, give, 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 and receive later. So Andy Overman, you got another fan, calls you Pezza. And um, <laughs> a- Andrea, thanks very much for joining. Hope you're well. Um, talk to me about John McGrath then, because you know I'm a massive John McGrath, and John McGrath to me is the best agent I've ever come across. Um, yeah. And John keeps and John keeps things um, incredibly simple, and actually makes agency look so simple. Uh, how did you come across John? You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> it was probably because it was. I mean, it's way back. What I opened my first agency in 2010 with a business partner. Just years ago, I think it was even Charlie Wright actually, who when I first opened my business, yeah, he did. It was him who who run. Easy match software and stuff. He said, You've got to check out John McGrath. And, and, and so I've become obsessed. So I'm a real obsessive kind of person, right? So luckily I, I don't do drugs because that'd be a nightmare. Not anymore, anyway. But he. Okay, you, you heard that here live. <laughs> I, I said, I researched when I. Coaches and people to me is like um, choose your news source, right? So everyone's got their own place. Some, some read the Daily Mail, some read something else. And if you read everything and take everyone's advice, you're going to have so much conflicting advice because everyone's got a different opinion on the world. So I always only choose one or two sources of information, which is you're one of them. You'll be pleased to know, Stephen. Um, Yay, your, thank you. And I didn't you, pay you for that one. <laughs> you've got your John McGrath which, and his kind of ecosystem of, of Troy Malcolm and Matt Steinway and that, those kind of people. Um, and Royston, that is pretty much, as horrible as it sounds, there's lots of good advice out there as well, but I ain't got the time to research and be obsessed with 20 people. I can only watch your stuff, Royston's stuff, and McGrath's stuff. Um, so I get obsessive and I stick to my sources. <laughs> Who's Matt Skywalker Jones? <laughs> He's been my manager years ago. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. Well, as a, well, boy band manager. <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, we used to have this little finger hand on, like we used to do singing in the office. And this little, do you remember the advert for Bev and Kev for the insurance company? Used to go, Bev, Kev. Matt will know. Matt will be laughing his head off now. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. So um, one of the questions I've got asked is um, about CRM systems. So I know you like your tech. So let's start with CRN systems and, you know, what tech really works for your agency? So I think CRM in this country is like, um, which one should we go with? Dupix or something or other, expert agent. And that really ain't what it's about, I don't think, anymore. My dog. One sec. Right. Um, they're two girls. Um, <laughs> so CRM... I've had a nightmare with it because our business is quite unique in how it's structured with agents, agent assistants. We've got you know, they're self-employed agents, but we've got a viewing team as well. And there was no real, most CRMs in this country are set up for the traditional neg lister manager kind of structure. So I thought I'd hit jackpot because I signed up to Rex and it is a really good system, Rex, but it was a little bit under UK developed for what we needed at the time. And I'm sure it become brilliant because it's Australian. I was like, I'm going to love this because it's Australian. And then it it just didn't suit our requirements. 
So we moved over to Salesforce, which was a massive step, a massive investment, which probably was a bit too, um, maybe too early for us. But I wanted to grow into the software. I looked at Salesforce, um, you know, the biggest CRM platform in the world, the most open API, talks to anything that talks. Um, and I looked at it three, four years ago, but we just weren't ready for it. Now we've got 12 agents. We've got quite a few on the waiting list that will be on board in the next couple of years. And it's unreal. Like the stuff you can do with it is just, we've, we've got a full-time developer based in India who's fantastic. I don't know when the guy sleeps, bless him. Like you message him on <laughs> Skype and within a minute he's replied. Um, right. So anything we can dream of. So the minute an offer drops in on the property, so all our offers come in online. That was the wind. Um, all our offers come in online. And the minute an offer drops in, the agent gets a text message saying you've got a new offer on so-and-so with the buyer's phone number, jump on it. So whether they're at home in the office on the road, obviously with hands free, they can um, they can call them back. Well, good. Fantastic. So how long did it take you to source that? Two years. Hey. Two years. Literally, I was looking for two years. I tried everything and found it. And now we've moved over in January, February time. And we've been developing it ever since. It's really good, really good software. But we've probably spent 20 grand. It's probably the worst time because I, I signed up to it in February, not expecting March and April was going to go how it went. So I was kind of committed to it. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise because it gave us I me mean, so much time to spend with the developers getting all the important stuff done, ready for coming back out the blocks. Yeah, and I know um, Luke uses it as well. He had exactly the same thing. He made yeah. use of lockdown to actually um, get everything right, roll it out to all his colleagues um, so they could use it. And he absolutely loves it as well. So, Lisa, I know you love Perry. Does that answer your question? Let us, Lisa, let, let, Lisa and I can chat. She can. She, she, we can talk about that, Lisa, if you've got more information on that. I've done a webinar on it, but I think you missed it. But I will send you the link because I did record it. It's two hours. I did go off on the right <laughs> tangent and talking about loads of other stuff, but stick it on in the background one day in the office. So, again, let's, let's talk about the customer journey. And you talk about um, uh, you want to improve a state agency one move at a time. So one of the things that you give out to your vendors is an 11-step plan. Yeah. So again, um, you know, and you talked about it before. I like your language. I love your language. Premium price. So you're talking the language your customer wants to hear. You know, again, apart from the eleven-step plan, you know, maybe if you're happy to share, what sort of things will go in there to help a to help a vendor on their journey? Um, just advice around like price. It's basically a booklet. So we've got it in booklet form. It's an A4 booklet. We've got it on YouTube video. Each video is a step of the plan. Uh, we've got like a playlist on a YouTube account that we send out a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just pricing correctly, when to launch, how to launch, how to market, social media campaign. Like it just breaks it down into smaller chunks. And I see it's great that a lot of agents now have created their own version of the plan, but I've seen as you say, like a 20, you know, I think one of them has like a 47, the 47 steps for selling your house. I think it's really important that you don't over, 
over bombard the client with the minuscule details. Um, it's just knowing that you've got a structure and a plan that works. We stick to it. The plan is the plan. The only thing that changes in the plan is the property in the plan. And whether it's a studio flat or a multi-million pound house, we apply this in every house. And this is predict more predictable result. Brilliant. So what else do you do to add value for the customer in their journey to their next chapter? So we're obviously nigging their purchase for them and giving them advice, um, professional advice and nigging their purchase because negotiation is the one skill that can't be replaced by technology just yet. Um, that's it really. We've got the, like the move machine that we had. We haven't got it anymore because when we were completing on more and more properties, we needed to have like seven, seven vans because everyone wanted it at the same time. And we're not in the business of removals, but we've replaced that with a really good connection with van hire companies where they get discount on their van hire. Our little old van wasn't big enough for some people as we were growing. So we just thought, let's get them a discount with a really good local company. Yeah. Um, we linked up with another good little thing. If agents aren't, we linked up with Just Move In, a really good utility concierge home moving service. Um, really, really good. But literally, you tell them when you've exchanged, when completion is, and they call the owner, handle utility changeovers, organize a clean on the way out if they want it, and really good. Home move concierge service there, they're called. Thank you. Hi, Owen. Thanks for joining us. So I totally agree about negotiation. So state agents to me should be skilled negotiators. So how do you train your team, your colleagues? And I know that you are running a course on negotiation, which is great. But um, how, do you how, how are you teaching negotiation? And maybe you and I can do a little bit of practice in a sec. It's only really um, so talk, talking less, but as you'd imagine, I'm a bit of a process freak at times. And so we've got like our negotiation guide for the buyers as well. Um, 30 mistakes to avoid when negotiating. But so a big part of agents joining us is that they go through their advanced negotiation training, which um, I'm running another one on the 31st of July. Um, because we've got a couple of new agents that need to go through it. And I opened it up to some more people. It's now, to be honest, it's now full. So there's no more people, there's no more spaces available, but it's, um, it's really good. And I think negotiation, I've always said to clients, if the FBI need a specialist negotiator to talk someone down from a bridge, you need me to negotiate your sale and purchase. Like it's an important thing, like surgeons, like, one of our biggest blog posts that gets the most organic traffic is like what surgeons and selling your house have in common. Like, has he done one, one open heart surgery or 500? What would you prefer? But sellers aren't asking those kind of questions and it frights me. So Perry, how long have you lived in your current home for? Just over a year. Okay. And who did you buy it through? The builder. The builder. Okay, so let's take that. Your last home, did you buy that through an estate agent that wasn't you? This was my first time purchase. This was your phone. Oh, this is not doing well. Okay, so, so let's just see. Your builder, okay, just out of interest, would you have paid more money for your home that you bought? Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, how much more? How much more would you have paid? For another ten grand. Okay, would you have lost it for another grand? Nah. So eleven. Would you have lost it for another grand? Nah. Another grand? Probably not. Okay, where are we going here? How much more then? You test 10, um, 20 seconds ago. We're now up to 13. How much more would you have paid? And then I'll, and then I'll go and ask Natasha and see how much she would have paid. <laughs> she would have paid. Um, well, the irony is about this house is that I negged an awesome deal on another plot down the road. Like I'll, yeah. I walked away. And then this one, I didn't get as good a deal as I probably could have done because I was so busy and we'd just lost that one. It was a nightmare. Um, but yeah, look, totally get that every most buyers. I think too many agents, right? So one of our steps in negotiation is push until they walk away and then go running back with your towel between your legs. Like, and I think agents don't understand that the three areas of negotiation, they just only think about the one area, which is price. But when you've got fixture and fittings and time scales to leverage on as well, um, you know, we all know that the average buyer will probably max out on the third offer. You might squeeze them to a fourth if you're really good, but then you'll throw in the American fridge freezer that they were creaming over on the viewing. So it's, it's just really about not settling for getting a deal done. And this is why we moved to, to Salesforce is what, when our agents log in on the homepage, the first thing everyone sees is the percentage of asking price achieved by agent breakdown. So it's not about money. It's not about who's got the highest average fee, who's got the most listings. It's like who's achieving the highest average percentage of asking price. And at the minute, I'm at the bottom of that list. Oh, oh. we won't tell anyone. Lucky I don't have any viewers, so you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, so a so couple of things. So coming back to what I was trying to do there. Yeah, sorry. So man. I got an extra of £13,000 for you. So if I can demonstrate to my vendor when I'm on an appraisal how good I am on negotiating, then hopefully fee won't come into it. So, you know, if I said to you, right, um, so um, Perry, what would you prefer, a cheap fee or more money in your pocket? Mm. What would you say? Yeah, with more money, yeah, totally. Okay. Well, you know, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you, you know, when you bought that property, would you have paid more money? You know, and you've told me, yes, I would have paid £13,000. So let me ask you a question, Perry. Who would you prefer to act for you selling your biggest tax-free asset? Me, who's demonstrated in 30 seconds, I would have got you an extra 13000 That vendor will be extra £13,000. Or the agent that cost your vendor £13,000 for their biggest tax-free asset. Who would you prefer? Yeah, yeah. The one to get me okay. the well, the investment in my services is 2% plus that or whatever you charge, you know, and that's a great way of demonstrating, you know, how good you are a negotiator and you're spot on the analogy about, well, who do you want, you know, again, heart surgeon, someone who's doing it for the first time or somebody who's doing it for a hundred time. Um, that's what you've got to, that's what you've got to pay for, you know, and it's demonstrating there, right? that. The thing is there is always the, I was the one that hadn't done any surgeries a few years back. So everyone's got their own things to leverage on. Because I'll be saying to them, look, I totally get it. But I ain't been doing it 15 years. I've been doing it six months. I'm going to have more energy than anybody else coming through your front door. But it's really, it's really um, what I've learned with negotiation and through the power agent course, really, 
is people have got a real lack of confidence, probably in themselves. I'm a bit lucky, I think, because I'm borderline. I don't know. People have got their opinions of me, but I know I'm shit at estate agency. I'm not saying I'm shit at running an estate agency. I've got a lot to learn there. But I'm if I can't say after fifth, six, maybe even six, 17 years nearly that I'm a world class agent, then there's something wrong with me. I've wasted 17 years of my life. And there's a lot of agents that need just to be told that they are freaking awesome, even if they're like the world's best person at showing houses. A big part of the course is like what when I read The One Thing by Gary Keller, really good book, talks about, you know, focusing your time on one thing at a time, that kind of stuff. But what I, when I was reading that, what I got was what's the one thing that you're the best in the world at? Like, it's, that, that's not being arrogant or overconfident. It's just recognizing that if I've spent 17 years negotiating and I can't say I'm one of the best in the world, then then I've got a problem. So it all stems, the average agent I've found won't be able to have that kind of conversation that you and me just would have just had because they lack the confidence in themselves, whether it's internal, their upbringing. I was lucky that my mum was really, she wanted me to start my LDC when I was 18. I was like, easy mum, I don't want to blow you 25 grand. Um, so I waited until I was 22. But, it's a really interesting thing, confidence. And I think generally, professionally and personally, a lot of people lack it. And if you can nip that one in the bud, your fees will come. Okay, so you touched on there qualities of a world-class um, estate agent. So negotiating is one. What other qualities do you think agents need to have to be elite, world-class, a master of um, estate agency? So a genuine empathy, not an empathy for a 10 grand average fee, an empathy for how they get that 10 grand average for helping people. Um, and it's interesting, you see, because I don't even think negotiation is a skill you've got to have. I think it goes back further than that to kind of structure and discipline. And that's exactly why I produced the power planner, which is like a daily planner for a high performing estate agent, because as long as you've got the discipline to block your diary and say, so I'm going to spend an hour watching YouTube videos about negotiation. You'll get a better negotiation. Really, ain't, really ain't rocket science. But people lack the discipline to turn their phone off, turn it upside down, put it on do not disturb. Um, but I'm brutal when it comes to because um, I know from six till eight I've got to be a dad. I've only got from and I'm a late riser. I'm not a five a.m. kind of person. So I've, I've got from ten till six to be a great estate agent. And being an estate agent, there's a million things that are thrown at you. So when it comes to my improvement time or my client updates on a Monday, like no one's getting any conversation, not even my team. We, we tell our team, let's keep the kind of internal chit-chat minimum on a Monday because Monday's all about clients. So you, if you're asking me about an offer, save that until after hours or on Tuesday because that ain't to do with your client updates. The discipline and structure is, is the be-all is the root of every piece of success. I really believe that. I totally agree. So, you know, my favorite C word, consistency. <laughs> Probably the same as mine, but yeah. <laughs> Cons consistency. So Tom, t Tom McGee, can't watch this live, so we'll catch up later, but wanted to say hello to two of the most helpful people in agency. That's our dogs, I think that's two, so thank you. Um, Liz, great stuff, got to go, but we'll catch you later. Thanks both, and um, Lisa, sorry I had to drop off now, going to watch on replay. But thanks everybody for joining, and if you're watching on replay, thanks very much, really appreciate it. And so, um, 
let's labour that a bit more because it um it's really you know structure and discipline. You know consistency. I get it. You know you're a big fan for small nuggets. I think do you remember right? Kind of our prospect in a day, um, little and often. It's like eating healthily and all that, which clearly I don't do. But whereas I'm the fan, I'm the opposite. I'm a kind of yeah. that is so my door. Do you want to give me two seconds and I'll yeah go on. Yeah, okay. so I talked about myself. So if you're watching this now, can you please comment on a couple of things that you've taken away, what you like, um, what you thought uh, um, Perry has said. I mean, for me, a couple of my takeaways so far is, um, you know, learn from the best. So John McGrath, absolutely exceptional. Um, treat everyone like customers as well. Um, the advice videos, I think is excellent. Um, the van hire, so look at that for discounts, for concierge service as well. Um, and again, what sort of training program have you got um, for your team? So, hello. Hey, sorry. So I was, I was just, I was just sharing um, my takeaways and asking people what their takeaways are. So um, Andy Overman, train negotiator line was superb. Thanks, Andy. I think, um, um, so yeah, discipline and consistency and structure. Yeah, so there's, I mean, on our, it's right on the top floor, so I won't go and get it. But our power plan on the front page is uh, focus, discipline, consistency, and something else. What did we just say? Focus, discipline, discipline, consistency. Yeah, something like that. And it's, it, it's like because everybody, every agent, every business owner, every everybody has got the same amount of hours in a day. We bang on about it. But I find estate agents don't kind of control. So when a new client instructs me, I'll give them my schedule. I'll be like, look, let me, and I leave it on appraisal as well and say, look, if you try and call me on a Monday, I'll do my best to reply, but it's all about client updates on Monday. So it might be later in the hours, maybe seven o'clock, I'll return your call. So I've kind of managed expectations. I explain that um, morning's all about follow-ups and, and, and offer negotiations my afternoons are always in houses or so it's very clear and I work to that structure like it's you know yeah no one can break it um so what I was saying before I left to answer my door is that I'm a very like Friday for me is new business day prospecting and I'll do the same amount of hours as what someone that maybe prefers your structure of an hour a day but I've got this theme that if 80% of my day can be focused on the thing that is the theme of the day, then I'm doing well. Because the odd thing will come in, obviously, that not a client or an offer drops in. You're not going to ignore that until Monday. But that structure and discipline and consistency and focus is just has to be nailed in before you even start to grow as an agent. And how would so there's there's people on here their teams most probably are struggling with time management choice management getting that scheduled in their diary what advice would you give to people to become more structured more disciplined more consistent to make sure that they're doing it so out of office reply on your emails goes on so i treat and i take and i say to our team treat a friday as a kind of extended weekend like a four-day weekend um because we've got viewing teams and our agents don't work many Saturdays because I believe in two day recuperation is really important for high performance. But um yeah, manage it, you know, 
on your Monday client updates, make sure you're finishing off. If you've got your client update checklist, you've got your Loom video on there, ask showing them what's come on the market around them recently, what's gone under offer recently. And if, if things stay as they are, we might need to lower the price that offers in excess of this strategy. Start with that conversation early. You've got your tell clients I'm not around on Friday. Like, stick it off the list um, and proactively manage it. People think, oh, I'm going to try and do some prospecting on Friday, but don't tell anyone. They don't tell their clients. They don't tell their team. They don't tell their wife. Like, and I'm just off the radar. My phone's off. Diverted to the office. Um, if you need me, our kind of internal saying is unless it's business threatening or life threatening, it can wait. Okay. Brilliant. Great motto. Mm. You mentioned Loom there. Yeah. So what's what's that what's that and how do you make use of that then? So Loom is the you know like McDonald's drive through was invented for estate agents. Loom was also invented for estate agents. So it's the most amazing thing where you can do a quick screen recording, mine average every Monday without fail, every client gets a Loom video. And then and on the checklist that I go through for a Loom video, it's like a quick flick interrupt with Plus to show them the performance. Oh, it's dropped, so I'm going to rotate the picture to keep it fresh. Um, not many viewings this week, probably because that one come on the market, 20 grand less than yours, and they're nicking them all. Um, look at that one. That one sat on the market for eight months, no price reduction, now gone under offer. So don't panic. doesn't mean you're not going to sell. All that kind of stuff. And it's recording your screen whilst you're doing it with your little head in the corner, or you can turn that off. Every client gets that dropped in the WhatsApp group on a Monday. And then they say, hey, hey, John, here's a quick update. Give you a shout between five and six. Catch you with any questions. Most of them are like, thanks, Perry. No other questions. Keep doing what you're doing. And it's not only is it a great strategy to preempt the reduction, typical estate agent approach. Oh, fucking your client won't, won't reduce. But that's because you've just landed on like a ton of bricks. You didn't start that two weeks ago, three weeks ago in the Loom videos. Um, but also goes in the WhatsApp group and they love it. So it sounds like you've got a process for absolutely everything. So you everything. talk about discipline, you talk about structure, you talk about process. That's why you're elite. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I didn't go to university, I, I didn't go to college. Um, I'm terrible at sports. My thing is estate agency obsessed with it and being in the top quartile however whatever you want to if you're going to spend 80 percent of your time and estate agency is and i'm going to do a live soon with um with sam hunter from home search be a really good live um can self-employed estate agents really work the hours they want like absolutely doing my nutty in that there's companies out there that are, that are suggesting you can work the hours you want um if 80% of your time spent doing estate agency, why not have a bit of swagger about yourself and know that you're shit out of it because you stick to a structure, you know what to say, when to say it, you're leveraging technology to be a better agent. You're not allowing technology to replace you as an agent um, and get your fees up. High fees, push them fees up. I had a bit of a Barney with someone online the other day because he was like, you know, I charge what I need to charge. I'm like, well, you need to charge more. Just kick, why wouldn't you give it to charity if you want? So, yeah, 
it's crazy um i heard a good say well i've heard it twice i heard it differently before so before it was every winner was once a beginner so there's going to be pe people on here that wonder you know god perry he's got so much energy he's so passionate he's got so much energy he absolutely loves it how where did all that come from and the other one was um every professional was once a winner was once a beginner every professional was once a beginner and that's it you know so whether it's all the guests that i've had on here we've all started at the beginning you know and we've all learned and you know you said earlier about john mcgraw and other people that you follow that you're learning for and i like the fact that you say right put an hour watching youtube videos that's going to help you and self-improve that's absolutely fantastic but it's also um, worth and i'm happy sharing it with people and in my client kind of schedule that i share with them i've got an hour every day in that schedule they see on personal development um why won't i share it with them when it's something that they're like oh okay so he's he's pretty focused on self-improvement which is good um yeah I, I i think if it ain't coming from a place of passion we're in a world now where you can just come out of estate agency you know if you find it we have ups and downs i've had days where you think okay now like when you have bad days but um and on bad days let's talk about that because i want to do a blog on this for agents in that there's a lot of um i have bad days right and i write off the day as a bad day but i allow myself 20 percent of my year to be bad days i'm not like i've got to switch my mindset out of this bad day but i just go with it it's a bad day i'm not going to do too much that i need to be in a good mood over um i'm gonna do other stuff but i've had my bad day for this week and then you can't allow yourself to have any more bad day quite interesting that that approach no 100 percent. so mindset's really important um for me again language is important so you know every day's a discovery day you know mm. so what can i learn today what can i discover today um and you're right you know the agency is a roller coaster we know it we're going to have some amazing days and we're going to have some absolutely shocking days you know we're going to lose big sales but actually the next customer who calls doesn't know that we've just lost a 20 grand fee you know and if we don't have that same energy same passion same enthusiasm for them they're going to go elsewhere um what's but a couple of the what's interesting on. on that is that i never allow lost instructions fall throughs um to give for that to be the cause of my bad day because i've got a what I twig really well is expectations. So that's part of the process of being an estate agent. So if it's if one sales made your pipeline wipe out entirely and now you're not banking for three months, the problem isn't with a fall through. It's with what you've not been doing three months ago. And you should really check yourself on that. So I never let I lost a client the other day to a cheap agent. You know, we're not all machines, but that's part of the process because I won another two. So it, it's um and I'm a massive fan of if you're winning 80, 90 percent, your fees are too low. You should be converting at 50 percent and getting half of the ones you lose back at the fee you wanted in the first place and a more motivated seller. The hard part of that is getting yourself 10 appraisals a week to allow yourself to lose five. Um, but anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, no, no. It's great. So um, Assad, brilliant agent, oh, Mr. Power, um, Andy Overman. I love us job as much today when i started 27 years ago so happy anniversary you can tell perry is the same top top agent 
Um, Eddie, the energy from you both is excellent. Thank you. I have bad days if I have if I if if I switch off and back the next day. Um, Andy, ask you a quick question. What's an agent assistant, please? So it's um so how our model operates, and it's we we operate for so we've got a self-employed model, but we're very um I think I almost think we're becoming like the hybrid of the hybrid. Um, so, and there's a million definitions out there. Like we're just good estate agents. Forget if we're online, offline, hybrid, high street, blah, blah. So agent assistants, our model works very simply. We've got 12 agents and we've got four agent assistants. And then we've got three viewing assistants. The agents do what they're skilled to do, which is they your prospect, they're listing, they're negotiating, they're following up. Um, they can't be in seven places at once. So we've got a viewing assistant team because I want to make sure that the brand can offer viewings until eight o'clock at night, seven days a week. If one of our agents has got a couple of kids, that's not fair on their family life. It's got to be a real balance. So, but we're set up for performance. So the girls, the agent assistants pretty much organize everything in the agent's day. So there'll be, it's like a PA in Australia, but we've just called it agent assistants because it's more palatable for the, for the client, you know. Here's my card. Mobile number's on there. If you can't get me, ring the office. You'll get one of my assistants and they can help you. Fantastic. So I'm really grateful for your time. I know you've got your lunch. I can see it. I can see it on the table behind you. Natasha's very good. Um, you talked about self-improvement and you talk about you put an hour in your day to watch YouTube videos. Um, what you know, apart from John McGrath, what else have you watched recently, you read recently um, that you could recommend? So I watch more than I read because I read really slow. Audio books, as you probably know, I'm re listening over and over again to um, Royston's book, Built to Grow, really, really good book about business growth. Um, but I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just go, I'll just go search for Warren Buffett. Um, I love Warren Buffett. I think he's awesome. And because he's a real introvert odd odd job like he's really odd in his approach to stuff and so i'm a massive fan of what, what type of finish i might do half an hour of self-improvement or 15 minutes like it just has to be something and then i was on counter queen of the south on netflix it's epic queen of the south is it yes yeah. that's my that's my favorite scottish football team don't ask <laughs> me why but for some for some reason it is okay so one final question then having a mentor so you know i've seen royston speak a couple of times i think he's absolutely exceptional i know that you um stalked him and he had to put a restraining order on you but you still managed to you still managed to persuade him to work with you um importance of having a mentor and what and how it's changed um how it's changed your business so massively if the thing is a mentorship and before I could afford a mentor, like people were my mentors about realizing it. So, oh yeah, I'll be doing research and all I could about McGrath's. I'll be copying stuff off their, not copying, imitating with my own version stuff on their website, all that kind of stuff. But what you get with a proper mentor is accountability side. And as a, so our self-employed agents, they're accountable to themselves only. If they don't achieve what they want, what we agree they're setting out to achieve, um, it's on their head. 
as much as it is mine. So I help them to be better. But the accountability side is really important. I'll ring our guys on a Friday. It's like, why you got an appraisal in the diary on a Friday? Oh, oh, you know, they really need it. No. Thursday night, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the evening. Like, get your two days clear, but your Friday, but your Saturday, Sunday's two day recuperation. It's because you've got to go like a machine during the week. Um, some, even some nights still, I don't roll until eight o'clock at night and the kids are in bed. Not ideal, but it's a sacrifice you make to, to um, see them for two days at the weekend. Brilliant. Perry, you've been amazing. Really grateful for your time. Thank you for everything you shared. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching today. Really grateful. So like it, share it. I'm sure Perry will post it on 250 groups. Um, but thanks a lot. If you're watching on um, replay, thanks for joining us. And have a really good Thursday afternoon, weekend, whenever you watch it. So thanks a lot, Perry. Been absolutely amazing. Thank really you. grateful for your time. So thank you. Thank you, Andy Oberman, for your kind words. Appreciate it. See you all soon. Bye. Bye.